Well, it's noon here in noisy Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Friday, October 6th with your hosts, Zach and Ray. And yes, they're busy grinding our balconies here at the condo. They promised me they'd stop at noon. Um, apparently, it's not a promise that they're actually willing to keep. Um, <laughs> holy All right, macro, the, um, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, the petition, yeah, the petition to get my dad to move out of his condo continues to grow. Uh, that being said, Pops, today we are going to be talking about car dealers and banks. <laughs> I'm glad you find it funny. Car dealers and banks. I can't hear you. Car dealers and banks, did you say? <laughs> yes, oh, that God. is Okay, do you want to put headphones on? Do you want to try that? Uh, do you think that would work? I have no clue, man. You're the one. You're the one who's... I'm, I'm here to help you, Pops. I love you very much. I want to do the show with you. I want to do the show with you. Let me get my headphones. All right, while Pops is grabbing his headphones, I'll give everyone a precursor to what we are going to be talking about. Credit Acceptance Corporation came out with some pretty shocking news, which is, and we'll repeat this when my dad comes back, which is the fact that their uh, their actual collection rates on loans have gone south and quickly, more aggressively than they had originally anticipated, paired with the latest data from Edmonds, which shows us that the average amount upside down on a trade-in is more, north of $6,000. We'll be talking about both of those two things here after I help my dad get set up. All right, Pops, you need help? Wait a second, I can't hear you yet. Fingers crossed this works, folks. Talk to me. Can you hear me, Pops? I still can't hear you. How do I... How do I get this to work? Sorry. I hear you on my headphones. Click on settings. What? Settings. Click on settings. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Talk to me. Can you hear me? Oh, that's a beautiful thing. All right. Ready to go, Pops? Yes, I do apologize. It's all good. All right, so let's kick things off, Dad, with Credit Acceptance Corporation. All right, yes. this is the first piece of the puzzle. Credit Acceptance Corporation, portfolio growing amid industry softening. The big piece to take away from this, Dad, where was yes. it, where was it, where was it? Uh, did they move it around in the article? Their collections, their actual collections rate, down 170 yes. basis points. The data coming out from Credit Acceptance Corporation is that loans that they wrote, auto loans that they wrote, they are not getting paid at a higher rate than they had anticipated, which is not a good thing. And it's not a little bit more than they had anticipated. It's significantly more than they had anticipated. I know you had a chance to read this article and some notes on the situation as well. What's your take on what's happening at Credit Acceptance Corporation? Well, it, it's scary. It, it is very, very scary. and. And if I can quote a congresswoman from the other day, it looks like they're in the shitter. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to curse on this show. Hey, 
You know, if they can curse in Congress, we can curse on this show. I mean, it just it doesn't look good. It you know, the the situation is is such that that they are hemorrhaging money um, to the point where at a certain point you have to question their ability to sustain themselves. Um, you know, if if you're if you keep adding additional money to loss prevention. Um, and there's more loss prevention than there is profit. Well, that sounds, that sounds disastrous. I mean, you know, I only lost one business, which was my golf USA franchise in Arizona. And that's because, well, the cash flow didn't cover enough of the expenses. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the same could be happening with credit acceptance corporation. 100% dad, but what do you do when you start losing money? You extend your credit facility to 200 more million dollars. All right, that's what you do. That seems to be the answer here because the money is just rampant evidently. So that's what Credit Acceptance Corporation has done. This is a, a leading indicator of challenges happening in the auto sector, the banks that are that are ultimately feeling the pain. Now, pair yes. this with the other headline article that just came out, Dad. Yes. Underwater trade-ins are costing new car buyers almost $6,000. The amount of negative equity upside down that each customer uh, is experiencing is over $6,000 or is nearly $6,000. Let that sink in for a moment. That's crazy. I, I, how, 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 you know, I feel like I just say the same things every day. And and apparently reading the comments, people think I just say the same things every day, but, but how, how, how is the vast majority of people supposed to afford these things? And, And the reality is the vast majority can't from what I can tell. What? You need to move. You know, <laughs> yeah, where do you want me to move to? I don't know. Maybe we'll spend the rest of the show talking about it. you need to move. Like this is this is not feasible, man. Well, you know, I did talk to them this morning and they promised that they, you know, they would they knew I do a YouTube show. Okay. Oh, you're the YouTuber? Yes, I am. Uh, you know, we're live every day from noon to one. Oh, we'll work with you. We We'll be sure not to be doing any work between noon to one. Well, we'll see how well that went. Yeah. All right. Well, fortunately, some folks here. Fortunately, some folks here are not hearing it. The rest of us, unfortunately, are. So, Dad, here's the chart that comes from Bloomberg. They're reporting the Edmonds data. Here is a demonstration of what the average amount underwater on a trade-in is for the past, since 2019, so for the past four or five years or so. And you can see previously, back in 2020, the amount of negative equity on a trade-in was north of $6,000. Then you went into the pandemic and folks mm-hmm. were only owing about $4,000 more than their trade-in, which just speaks volumes to the fact that, that people were still getting taken advantage of on their trade-ins during the pandemic yes. because they were worth way more. You shouldn't have been upside down. And now it's coming right back up. This is that V-shaped recovery that we never saw from the COVID pandemic, what we're seeing it here in negative equity for used cars. You pair that with the other headline story, the collections rate on loans. This is the dealers and banks in serious trouble narrative 
demonstrated right in front of us. This is exactly the situation that leads to people. I mean, I don't want to say it, but people walking away from car loans, like you're $6,000 underwater. You can't afford the loan. Like, is this not a connection back to the credit acceptance corporation day? People are just, they're just, they're just done. Like, all right, I don't want to pay for it anymore. I don't necessarily understand the implications of that decision, but I'm done. I'm just going to walk away. Well, you know, for the people that, that already utilize Credit Acceptance Corporation for their loans, they know, they absolutely positively know what the implications are if they screw Credit Acceptance Corporation. And, and you know, the way that'll play out is ain't nobody going to lend them money moving forward. Oh, there's, there's only, it, there's a reason it's called second chance finance, okay? It ain't called third and fourth chance finance. It's second chance. Hey, okay, you had a hiccup. Maybe it wasn't all your fault. You know, uh, yeah, we're going to charge you a higher rate, but, but we're hoping that, that it, you know, you'll be just prove that you're good and that, oh, you'll get yourself straightened out. Well, these people know that if, if they don't make these payments or they walk away from these cars, they're, they're literally done. Nobody is yeah. going to want to lend them money again. I mean, it's, you know, you fool me once, shame on on uh, you. You fool me twice, shame on me. There, there ain't no you fool me a third time. I, I You know, I used to work with a salesperson years and years and years ago in, in the late 70s, and he used to say to customers that he suspected might have bad credit, he used to say, you know, you're allowed up to three repossessions. How many have you had? And the people would go, well, I've only had one. And and Frank would say, that's great. We're done because you weren't really allowed up to three. You you, you weren't allowed more than one. Um, so, you know, if people go bad twice, there's just, there's just, unless they have a family member that'll lend them money. And, and well, hell, if they had that family member, they probably wouldn't have gone bad in the first place. Uh, yeah, the, these people, the, the, these people are are literally without hope moving forward for getting more car loans. Top, I want to pull up this comment here from Igor. Lots of Chrysler and Jeep and Dot repos here at Mannheim today. Lots of them. That's the biggest brand that are repoed. We talked about this a bit yesterday. The credit spectrum. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> that noise canceled. I mean, I can still hear it, but it's, 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 is it getting loud? <laughs> the credit spectrum is going to dictate a lot of what we're experiencing right now. And who on the credit spectrum, you know, uh, or who lower on the credit spectrum, what brands, excuse me, do those that are lower on the credit spectrum typically buy? Domestics. Yes. They're not buying Subarus, they're not buying Toyota, they're buying domestics. CDJR, Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, Ford, the GM products as well. And so I would anticipate that you're going to see a lot of the, pri you know, the primary um, uh, make and model of vehicle are going to be domestics that are going to be the ones that are repossessed. And those are also going to be the people that are out of the market in the next cycle. They want to go buy something two, three. They won't be able to. They absolutely won't be able to. And let's say the vehicle doesn't even get repossessed. They're still sitting on tons of negative equity that they would have to roll over into their next loan if they did want to go back into the market. So not surprised to see Igor's, Igor's comment here. It kind of maps to what we've been thinking about all along. You know, I, I should probably run downstairs and and by the pool and scream at the top of my lungs 
hey, you promised me you wouldn't be doing this nonsense between 12 and 1. Um, do I need to buy you a watch? Um, <laughs> Godspeed, Pops. Godspeed. Uh, all right. I want to turn our attention, though, to another interesting dynamic in all of this, which would be the fact that seemingly as a result of the UAW strike, we have used car prices going back up at the wholesale auctions. This is an interesting phenomenon because we just looked at trade-in values, which are not necessarily a representation of what wholesale values are. Okay, yes. Wholesale values are what they're trading for at the auction. Dealers will still try and steal a trade-in all day long, but we are seeing that so far for the month of or through the month of September, excuse me, we have seen wholesale prices increase about one percent. So a reverse, of course, you can see here. This is essentially what you're viewing is like. Uh, the Mannheim market index, but it's a proxy for what's going on with, with wholesale vehicle values. They were going down, yes. and now they've started to come back up. You would imagine, you would imagine that would lead to trade-in values going up, but not so fast. Well, uh, I think there'll be a spike, and and Igor can probably speak to it more than I can because he actually is at the sale all the time, um, at least trying to buy cars. So. Yeah, I, I think the strike will have an impact on wholesale values. Um, but right now, from what I'm reading, there still seems to be plenty of new car inventory available for the big three. Um, you know, they they overproduced enough so that they're still in, in fine shape inventory wise. Um, so it, it could be it that the strike would have to last significantly longer to see real spikes um, in wholesale values, you know, dramatic spikes in wholesale values, um, because I don't think there's going to be a shortage of those three, the big three's vehicles anytime soon. Is it noisy? <laughs> We're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk live. We'll talk live in about five, 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, All right, let's do an example of this because you know. You know, they can. Can I say one thing? They didn't make a peep of noise until four minutes to noon. They were so quiet today. They weren't doing any grinding, and and you know now they're not stopping. I apologize. Yeah. 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 Thank you. We appreciate your apologies. It's out of your control. It's just disappointing that it's happening right now. That being said, it has elicited donations from yes, our thoughtful well, community. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what's that say? It sounds like we're uh, one of his dentist office visits. Well, you know, my father was a dentist, so th this is just a normal sound for me. <laughs> um, all right. AH says, Zach, you need to calm down. Seriously, take a chill pill. Nobody cares. That's where you're wrong, AH. I care. So mm -hmm. let's oh, let's right. switch gears here. And Dad, I want to do an example. You know, I love doing these. This is a product from the from the big three. This is a domestic car right here. Yes, 2018 it is. Jeep Grand Cherokee. Carvana just came back and they actually said, let's look here at the price. The value of this vehicle has gone down. So this goes against yep. what we're seeing at the wholesale in the wholesale values. They think that this vehicle's lost about $800 in value in about a month. So what I've done, $21,600 for those of you that are playing along at home or on the podcast, we've got in Colorado 79,000 miles. I'm going to take this VIN and let's run it really quickly and let's see. Let's see what's actually happening with wholesale values, trade-in values. 
we've got the vehicle here. It's got a clean title. We own it. Sure. No accidents. Da, 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 da. None of the above. Never been smoked in. No, no. Do you think, Dad, that Carvana, who again is offering $21,600 for this vehicle, do you think Carvana is going to be low or high relative to their competitors in the market? Well, recently they've been low. So uh, I'm going to go with recent history and say I think they'll be low. So again, Carvana's at $21,600. They think this vehicle has lost value in the past month. And we come back. Drum roll, please. Whoa. Whoa. Well, um, it seems like they're way low compared to everybody else. So a $3,500 discount if you sell a Carvana instead of Room, a $3,000 discount if you sell the car to Carvana instead of Car Gurus, a $700 discount if you sell a Carvana instead of Echo Park. CarMax is right there with them with the same exact value, $21,600. So this is a demonstration of some dealers out there Yes. Are really highly valuing domestic cars. This is a 2018 yes. Jeep Grand Cherokee with 70,000 miles, 79. Jeez, almost almost 80,000. Yeah, almost 80,000 miles. Um, and there you go. Yeah, seems rather high to me. But what do I know? I, you know, thankfully, I, I haven't been out buying cars in a long, long time. And I, I haven't been, uh, you know, at the dealership appraising cars for quite some time. So uh, my fingers are not on the pulse of, of uh, used car values to the same degree as apparently some of these dealers would be. It shows kind of the mixed messaging, though, because, again, the Edmonds data came out and said, hey, on average, when people buy a new car, there's $6,000 upside down on the car that they're trading in. Then we go yeah. to the wholesale data, which tells us that dealers are paying more at the auction this week than they were last week. And then you do an example. Carvana said the value of that vehicle, the Jeep Grand Cherokee, down. went down. But yeah. then you ask your competitors to bid on it, and they're thousands, thousands of dollars higher. It's just a lot of mixed messages, a lot of mixed signals when you start to piece all of it together. It really is. Um which is why I, I guess in so many instances uh, where predictions we have made have not necessarily come true, um, it is this is such an unusual market that it is very difficult to make accurate, sustained, longer-term predictions as to how things are going to play out. Yep. Um, you know, trying to trying to use historical data uh, to base what we think the future would look like uh, hasn't really seemed to work. Um, so I, 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 I would like to say I'm at a loss, but I'm not really at a loss. I, I, I've been saying it all along. The market is just, it's not a normal market. And so we can't apply normal rules and historical data to it. Um, I don't, I don't foresee any real substantial downward pressure on retail values uh, anytime soon because there's there's even though there's a poop ton of repos, okay, the the poop ton of repos is not a large enough poop ton to really. <laughs> 
to really impact the volume of vehicles that are available for sale. Okay, it's it the, those repos aren't going to make up for the fact that that the 15 million new cars that were scheduled to have been built globally over the past three years that weren't built. So, yeah, there, there's a lot, a lot of repos, but hell, those aren't the cars that the dealers want to buy anyway. Um, you know where we're going to see pressure, Dad? I think. Uh, yeah. Certified pre-owned. You are going to see upward pressure on CPO prices, and you're going to see continued manufacturer decision-making to uh, CPO, certified pre-owned, older and older vehicles. We, we see this all the time already. Justice was sharing a few deals with me earlier this week. We have seen more certified pre-owned vehicles that have accidents on the Carfax than we've ever yeah, seen before. Yeah, that wasn't allowed in the past. Exactly. And so I think you're going to see upward pressure on CPO vehicles because there's this perception that they're higher quality, they get certified pre-owned. So I think you're going to see people who are looking for something that's pseudo affordable, they're going to turn mm -hmm. to certified pre-owned and we're going to see certified pre-owned prices go up significantly because they're supposedly of higher quality. You know what you're getting. Yeah, there you go from Lumber Jeff here, Toyota certified my Sienna with an accident like that. Yeah, we are. Yeah, that's not what it used to be. No, it, it, that was, you know, one of the standards for certification is the car couldn't couldn't have been in in a an accident. I mean, it could be in a minor uh, fender bender, but it couldn't be in, in anything major at all. Um, and today it's that's not the case. Um, and and then for younger certified pre-owned cars, I mean, yeah, those are going to go through the roof. Um and they have been. It's just, it, it's, it's not what it had been in the past. Um, and I will say this, um, even on a certified pre-owned vehicle, especially if it's a factory certified pre-owned vehicle, not a, you know, a manufacturer supported pre-owned, uh, certified pre-owned vehicle, not a third party, um, even on those you need to get a pre-purchase inspection done prior to buying one. Um, you have no idea what their tech might have missed. I'm not saying they missed anything on, on purpose, but, you know, stuff happens. So you need to get another set of eyes to take a look, even at a certified vehicle, to see if there's anything that that they might have missed or anything that might have been questionable that they that they said was okay. Um, these are things you need to know. Pops, can you answer Sarah's question? She says, what is the difference between certified pre-owned and a used car? Well, a, a certified, if it's a manufacturer certified pre-owned vehicle, um, means it has to be brought up, at least in the past, it meant it had to be brought up to certain uh, mechanical and cosmetic conditions, okay, A, to be certified, and B, when it was certified, it actually extended the factory warranty on the vehicle. In, for some brands, when they're certified, it's unlimited miles over a certain period of time. Others, it might be adding 12,000 or 24,000 additional miles to it over a certain period of time. So it comes with an investment from the factory to 
to warranty items that ordinarily on a used car would not be warranted. If that makes any sense. Like, like you were saying, supposedly higher standards of inspection yes. and quality. But again, we're seeing yes. plenty of CPO vehicles that have their fair share of issues. Let's come here, Pops, to just a cinnamon bun. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I saw a 2017 Highlander at a Toyota dealership selling as a CPO with an odometer discrepancy on the Carfax. Well, that can't be. I mean, but that I shouldn't see, be. I see this crap. Yeah. I see this crap too, Dad. I see it. It's not that hard. Just go to a dealership website. They're CPOing more and more stuff because I think there's a push in the industry to try and solve affordability. Like we're not the only ones th- talking about and thinking about it, but CPO is their answer to solve affordability. But you can't just but, slap CPO onto everything. No, and you how do you how do you CPO a vehicle if you're not 100% sure of what the miles are? Now, you know, maybe maybe it was easily provable that somebody fat fingered something um so that that was the situation and and you know, you could you could see that um because maybe one uh, a previous service that said it had 41,800 miles on it. Then the next service, you know, six months later, suddenly it had 91,000 miles. And then the next service after that, it was back to in the 40,000. So, so yes, there, there could be fat fingering that could explain it. And, and, and it is possible to contact, um, um, Carfax and, and have them, um, correct a situation when it's easily provable that it was an input error somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Can can I say something? Can I, I, there's this auto finance sense person looks familiar. (laughs) Sorry. No, but now I'm going to have to read the comments of people getting pissed off at me for trying to do my job. But yes, we welcome to Miss Kimberly Klein, who we see here. We're thrilled to see her in the chat. Hi, guys. Most certified pre-owned warranties on the powertrain, only not all. But most, if you missed it, Miss Kimberly Klein started a YouTube channel called Auto Finance Sense. So please, please, please go up into the search bar and type in Auto Finance Sense. Go ahead and subscribe over there. And fingers crossed, we will have... Kimberly Klein from the Auto Finance Sense channel yes. on with us in the not too distant future. Nice job, Pops. I'm sorry. I, 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 I just I just thought I said, my God, she looks familiar. Yeah. No, don't be sorry. It's all good. It's all good, man. I just I you you see I start the chat messages. You know I do that. Oh, well, I I I, I suppose, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I was gonna give you some props here. Iceman 2.0 came and joined us. He loves the camaraderie that we have. And he says, great jobs to you, Dad, for raising me. So I thought that was a sweet comment. As well. well, that is a sweet comment, but I will still give 90% of, of the uh, raising you uh, kudos to your uh, late mother. Um, you know, I wasn't there in the formative years. I've only been there over the last six years, so to speak. Um, so... Well, maybe a little longer, but but hey, it was pretty much your mom. She did a great job. You know, I'm just doing my best to fill in now. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a great job, Dad. I, I, I'm trying. Yeah, I love it. Um, from Fly Chopper Fly, thank you. As thank buyer, you. most important part of CPO was the warranty. Yeah, you you do yes. get the manufacturer because that's 
That's one of the things. If you just buy a used car, you cannot get a manufacturer warranty. Two people, two entities, excuse me, are able to, to provide a warranty. The manufacturer of a good or the person selling you the good. So frequently you'll see dealers offer like a 30-day, 3,000-mile warranty. That is a warranty. There's a huge yeah. misconception in the industry and as consumers, a vehicle service contract is commonly referred to as an extended warranty. It's really not. It's a, it's a vehicle service contract. The only person who can sell an extended warranty would be the manufacturer or mm -hmm. the person selling the goods. So you get these third-party service, contra service contracts, commonly called extended warranties. They're not. So, so when you do get a CPO vehicle, you are getting a warranty from the manufacturer. Yes. That is good. That is valuable. Yes. The price Absolutely. you put on that, obviously, is you know, TB, to be determined. Yes. Absolutely. You know, I have apparently another show to do in like 15 minutes or so today. We're, you know, the electric channel will be back in just a few minutes today, which is yeah. exciting. I, you know, uh, I do believe. What do you think? I'm, I'm excited for you. I hope that uh, I hope that you and Justice have fun. There was more for us to cover today, but I guess we'll cover it on Monday. We'll let you get prepped for your show over on the Car Edge Electric Channel. Thank you to everyone who stuck with us there at the beginning. Apologies for getting a bit flustered. We just have some circumstances that are happening outside of our control. We'll see what we do over the next couple of days and weeks to try and remediate that. But yeah, go check in on the Car Edge Electric Channel with my dad and Justice in about 15 minutes. Is it quiet now? I don't I don't I don't hear anything in my noise canceling headphones now. Because even <laughs> with the cold. noise canceling, I could hear the grinding sound. But I don't hear nothing now. It's good. Well, fingers, We're good. Fingers crossed for your next show. You're all set. Uh gosh, I'm hopeful, but you know, they'll probably start up right when we do. Um <laughs> well are we are I, I do need to ask you a question before we go. Are are we on tomorrow night? Nope. Okay, sorry. Back on Monday, baby. Okay, so we're back on Monday with more news that you can use from Car Edge at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 8 a.m. in Anchorage, 6 a.m. in Honolulu, and uh, midnight in Manila. Thanks, everybody, for being here today, and have a great weekend. You too, handsome.